You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You know, somebody once told me when something doesn't make sense and you see it over and over again, uh, it probably means that somebody has figured out a way to make a lot of money. Okay, this stuff doesn't make sense to me. All right. This fixation on gender. What you're seeing here is a display at Brigham Young University. That's a drag queen performing to the delight of the students. And by the way, uh, not much of a dancer. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I've seen those dance shows. This is not good dancing. This doesn't make sense to me. Why the fixation on this stuff? Leah Thomas, does that make sense to anybody? That swimmer? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. There's something very crazy going on. It can't be this crazy, and maybe it can't. Maybe there is a major, major profit incentive and elements of... The pharmaceutical industry poised to make millions, billions, trillions of dollars. I mean, all these kids who are being encouraged to transition, puberty blockers, whatever they are, I'm sure they cost a lot of money. What about artificial testosterone for girls who want to be boys or artificial, I guess, estrogen for boys who want to be girls or at least are told they want to be girls? There's got to be a profit motive here. This does not make sense until maybe am I on to something? Have you heard this? Please, because otherwise it does not make sense. All right. More on that from time to time. In the meantime, Joe Biden's speech. Uh, what is there to say that hasn't been said? We've been apart from a couple of days. I do have a couple of uh, matters to address. Number one, Worst speech ever, probably in the history of the planet. This is 10 times, a thousand times, a million times worse than anything we saw from Jimmy Carter. Remember Jimmy Carter and his malaise and all that stuff, trying to make people feel bad about being turning the light bulb on, driving to the market. He was shaming you. Um, it was worse than that. It really was. Um, Saddam Hussein. You know, Saddam Hussein, actually, <laughs> it was a one-party system there in Iraq for a long time. The Ba'ath Party. He thought any other party was extremist and anti-Iraq, just like Joe Biden seems to think that MAGA and Republicans are uh, bad for democracy. It also reminded me a little bit of that dumb weatherman from Anchorman. Remember him? Brick, played by Steve Carell. All of the above. It was embarrassing. I mean, who talks like this other than a combination of Jimmy Carter, Saddam Hussein, and that dumb weatherman? Take a look. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. 
MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. That the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. You know, how dare he? Especially, quite frankly, me. I'm MAGA. I'm all for Trump and make America great again. Unlike Joe Biden, I put a uniform on for this country, went overseas, saw some stuff, had to do some stuff while Joe was uh, feathering his nest in Delaware. I'm a danger. You're a danger to this state. It's uh, it's offensive, but I guess it's also a little bit comical coming from this guy who made that solemn pledge on that sacred day. Remember? Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. <laughs> All right. Now, maybe Joe gave himself a big fat out. So he gave the speech on Thursday, right? September 1st, 2022. Joe made that pledge to all of us to unify the country with his whole soul, right? When was that? Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this. All right. It was a one day only offer, right? Or only in January. Uh, look, it's it's sad. And what does Joe actually mean by soul? Does he understand what he's talking about? What is a soul? The spiritual, rational, and immortal substance in man, which distinguishes him from brutes, that part of man which enables him to think and reason. I have not seen actually any evidence that Joe Biden, I'm sorry, that he, does he, does he have a soul? I think we can actually wonder aloud whether or not he does. Hey, the good people at Breitbart News uh, put together Joe's speech with some of the scenes of Democrats and the far left, right? At the same time, have the, are these guys on the side of democracy? Take a look. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. And they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. Their willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. More and more talk about violence as an acceptable political tool in this country. There is no place for political violence in America, period. None, ever. Wow, huh? Well done. All of those scenes from Antifa, Black Lives Matter, far left political groups. I mean, MAGA, let's face it, had one bad day. And a lot of that was facilitated by law enforcement. Who knows? Maybe even the FBI, Nancy Pelosi, just letting people in. Hey, on that speech, by the way, I personally found this offensive. In addition to everything else, what were those Marines doing there? Those Marines in dress blues? They're not allowed to be there. This is a political speech. And by the way, those uniforms are uncomfortable. 
I spoke about my Marine Corps service a little bit earlier. I've worn dress blues. They're, uh, it's a beautiful uniform, but it is uncomfortable. And to have to stand there behind the president of the United States, it's against regulations. I'll get to that in a moment. But uh, Joe Biden explicitly promised he would never use troops in this manner. But I promise you as president, I'll never put you in the middle of politics or personal vendettas. I'll never use the military as a prop. Never use the military as a prop. Well, they were used as a prop. Absolutely. To stand there at parade rest to make Joe Biden look more important somehow, as he said awful, horrible things about half the country. No response, by the way, from the Pentagon, from General Milley. Hey, remember when Donald Trump stood in front of a church? How dare he, right, with a Bible? I mean, what could be more offensive than standing in front of a church with a Bible? It was perfectly fine. It was pre- Somehow the left is more comfortable with burning flags in front of a church than holding a Bible up. Remember General Milley? General Milley wasn't even at, there at that moment. He just walked across the street with President Trump. And the swamp, I don't know what, who got to him, whatever, but you'll remember the apology just for this. As many of you saw the result of the photograph of me at Lafayette Square last week, that sparked a national debate about the role of the military in civil society. I should not have been there. My presence in that moment and in that environment created a perception of the military involved in domestic politics. So what do you call this, Mark? What do you call those Marines standing there as those awful, horrible things were said? How did they feel? How are we supposed to perceive them? Listen once again to the horrible vitriol that seems to somehow be endorsed by our military. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. You know what? That is a horrible, horrible position to put those Marines in, the Marine Corps in general, our armed forces. And yes, it's against the rules. Just ask this bureaucrat. In order to maintain the hard-earned trust and confidence of the American people we serve, it is important that we avoid any action that could imply official endorsement of a political party, candidate, or campaign. Political activity while in uniform, while on duty, or while in a federal building is prohibited. If you are attending a campaign event, you are not allowed to wear something that identifies you as a federal employee or service member. You see, even the swamp says no, although the swamp, they've always given themselves a great big fat waiver or just blown off the rules whenever it suits the swamp. George W. Bush, back in 2004, uh, he was endorsed by John McCain on an Air Force base in front of the troops, and they used the troops as a, well, as a prop, once again. Again, when it serves them, they do it. All right, bottom line on the speech... One of the worst things I've ever seen, and this is one of the worst guys. He is obviously the worst president, but possibly one of the worst people you'll ever meet. And Joe, I'm sorry, you're desperately trying to change the conversation. This is about you. The midterms are coming up and your legacy, your record is on the line. Okay, you can try to change the subject all you want. Hey, we have a new tool, a new tool to remember all the reasons to not go with Joe Biden and Democrats, okay? Not endorsing anybody here, officially or unofficially, but 
Liberal plus chaos equals Biden. We've refined it a little bit. Get it? Liberal plus chaos equals Biden. Let's go through it. This is a mnemonic device. Liberal, liar, incompetent, bizarre, erratic, racist, angry, lazy. All right. Now, I was going over this with uh, some of my colleagues. And they were like, racist sounds a little bit uh, tough, doesn't it? He said this. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Yeah. Uh, the R in liberal stands for racist, and we're going to stand by that. What's, uh, what's next? Liberal chaos. Chaos is, uh, let's see, C is for crime. H is for Hunter. A is for Afghanistan. O, obscenity, the children and the gender conversation. And S is for the supply chain that still remains totally screwed up. And finally, Biden. All right. We've got the border. The border. We have no border. We have runaway inflation. We have disunity when he promised unity. We've got energy problems, gas prices, and we command no respect throughout the world. Other than that, Everything's fine. Hey, we mentioned General Milley uh, a few moments ago. Somebody thinks he could be court-martialed for his behavior. Yeah, General Milley, could he be court-martialed? We'll meet somebody from Judicial Watch in a moment who thinks he can be. We'll be right back. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. And we're back with the FBI. You know, it's kind of astonishing. The FBI, we used to respect it now. Looks like it's Friends of Biden Incorporated. I think that's what the FBI stands for. And how low can they go? So we have two people. Let's just take two people, random people. Hunter Biden, son of President Biden, and Barron Trump, youngest son of President Trump. Which one of these individuals do you think would have had their bedroom raided by the FBI, given everything we know? The answer is 16-year-old Barron Trump. We learned that over the weekend. Wow. Every day it gets worse for the FBI. We also know at this point that um, Mr. Bobolinsky, Tony Bobolinsky, remember, you probably don't because, well, it was underplayed, undercovered. This man did business with Hunter Biden, uh, met with Joe Biden. He knew everything about uh, their alleged corruption. And the FBI, they barely had time for a cup of coffee with this guy. Listen to what he said. It's, it's amazing stuff. And his story has not been debunked. Good evening. My name is Tony Bobolinsky. I served as a lieutenant in the United States Navy with high security clearance. My father and grandfather both served for decades in our country's armed forces. Since leaving the Navy, I've been involved in various successful businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making the statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with 
the Biden family, including Joe Biden. This is dynamite stuff. The FBI knows this and they blew him off as a witness. Instead, the FBI was more concerned with making sure that Facebook did not promote the story of the Hunter Biden laptop, which is the real deal. It's authentic. Next. I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter Walker Gillier and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillian and Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. And this is not just some guy with a story. He has evidence backing up everything he's saying because he's speaking the truth. And the FBI barely interested. <laughs> Instead, they're hassling former President Trump invading, raiding his house, Mar-a-Lago. I am still astonished, but a major victory for uh, the Trump team, uh, his lawyers. It's, um, it's one of the first challenges in front of a judge, and the judge ruled in Trump's favor. Judge Aileen Cannon uh, says a special master must review the Mar-a-Lago documents. All right. Is it, does it sound like all that much? Maybe not, but this was the first battle and the Trump side won. The DOJ did not want a special master, a neutral person to evaluate all these documents and try to find out what's, what's really going on. Hey, as to what's really going on, I think it's important to hear from Donald Trump, don't you? It's kind of amazing that he had a uh, big rally on Saturday night and who did not cover it? I'll get to that in a moment. Newsmax certainly... Uh, had wall-to-wall -wall coverage. We took the entire thing live. And, uh, well, here are some of the highlights. Hey, the election, what's it really about? This is how we started. This election is a referendum on skyrocketing inflation, rampant crime, soaring murders, crushing gas prices, millions and millions of illegal aliens pouring across our border, race and gender indoctrination, Perverting our schools and above all this election is a referendum on the corruption and extremism of Joe Biden and the radical Democrat Party. If you want to stop this destruction of America, you must vote Republican. You got to get out and vote. You got to get out and vote. Um, Joe Biden, of course, is desperate to change the conversation. He will not be successful. Uh, the president, President Trump, was devastating in his assessment of what's going on. As you know, this week, Joe Biden came to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to give 
the most vicious, hateful, and divisive speech ever delivered by an American president, vilifying 75 million citizens, plus another probably 75 to 150. I don't know why he, what did he mean by that 75 to 150? Not sure, but uh, it was stinging and true, everything he said. Instead of trying to demonize half of the population, Biden and congressional Democrats should focus on stopping the killing and the bloodshed in Philadelphia and every other Democrat-run city in America. Where record death and destruction is taking place every single day. That is a matter of fact. Now, this is arguably the newsiest portion for those, uh, you know, Mar-a-Lago speaking about it. What happened to him and his home? There could be no more vivid example of the very real threats from American freedom than just a few weeks ago, you saw it, when we witnessed one of the most shocking abuses of power by any administration in American history. The shameful raid and break-in of my home, Mar-a-Lago, was a travesty of justice. Yeah, a travesty of justice. And I don't know, I remember, I'll never forget where I was when I found out about that, August 8th, 2022, in my office not far from here. I just felt like the whole world changed. Now it feels like it's getting back to normal, uh, slightly. The Biden administration invaded the home of their chief political opponent, who is absolutely destroying him and everyone else in the polls. I hate to say it. Hey, this is important, by the way. The president speaking about uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid in the, in the most detail since it happened. Guess who was not covering it? We were here at Newsmax. Fox News that night, they had a repeat of uh, the five when they all get together and tell jokes. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was what they were playing. They didn't play this. I think this is important, don't you? He hit Hillary hard. Even media companies that are pretty far left have come out and said, we can't believe this is happening in the USA. We are being assaulted by the same group at the FBI and DOJ that just a few years ago declared no reasonable prosecutor would charge crooked Hillary Clinton after she set up a secret illegal server to hide her family's pay-for-play schemes, crammed it full of classified information, allowed it to be plundered by foreign hackers, you know that happened, and then deleted, acid-washed, 30,000 emails, think of that, 30,000 emails. And what else did she do? Boom, with a hammer, smashed her phone systems to smithereens after receiving the highest level of subpoena from the U.S. Congress. Now, I've heard him complain about that a lot, all the way back to 2015, but now her behavior seems exponentially more outrageous and the whole situation so incredibly unfair. But they've awakened a sleeping giant, some say. 
Americans are sick of the lies, sick of the hoaxes and scams, and above all, sick of the hypocrisy. But our opponents have badly miscalculated. This egregious abuse of the law is going to produce a backlash, the likes of which nobody has ever seen before. You can already feel it. You can already feel it happening. And the fundraising is up. And, you know, I know the fake news wants to discourage everybody about the midterms. Don't be discouraged. Be fired up. Oh, finally, this was actually pretty cool. As he was wrapping up his remarks, was this a signal from uh, a higher force? Check it out. But now we are a nation in decline. We are a nation that is failing. We are no longer energy independent or energy dominant as we just were two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, and many others for oil. We are a nation that is surrendering all over but in particular to Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest. You know what I mean with the, with the thunder? Was that perfect or what? As he's speaking about the very ominous situation in this country and abroad. Wow. All right. I still recommend seeing it in its entirety. You can find it on YouTube, although you have to hunt for it. When we come back, hey, why was Steve Bannon, who's a very smart guy, very gifted in so many ways, leaking like crazy when he worked at the White House, according to a new book? We'll be right back. All I can can say is is that that the fake fake news just doesn't doesn't get get it, do they? They really, they don't get it, and they didn't get it every day Trump was president. Remember, Donald Trump was always upsetting norms, our precious norms. He knew what he was doing, and he knew things that the media didn't, and he knew things that our allies did not know or did not appreciate. This is 2018 at the United Nations. Listen to the warning. He issues Germany that they should be on the lookout for Russia. Take a look. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. It has been the formal policy of our country since President Monroe that we reject the interference of foreign nations in this hemisphere and in our own affairs. Did you see the Germans? They were laughing, chuckling to themselves. Oh, what is this man saying about us? He has no idea. Nord Stream 2, we love Nord Stream 2. Well, look at the predicament Germany is in right now. Germany and Europe set for energy rationing after Russian gas cuts. This is right now. This is happening. Putin's energy war has changed German-Russian relations for good. Next, Germany warns Russian gas supply woes will test European unity. 
Russia has so much power right now, they should have listened to Trump. That was a substantive argument he was making. The media, they don't care about that. They care about, well, getting Trump in any way possible. This was the top of the hour, 2 o'clock today over on MSNBC. At 2 o'clock, what do you expect? The news, right? Stuff that's happening, you know, that's important right now. Take a look. Good to be with you. I'm Katie Turr. The courts did something remarkable today. A New Mexico judge made the first decision to remove a public official from office based on insurrection. All right. So I guess it kind of happened right now. They're still hassling some January 6th person. But January 6th at the top of the hour, that was a year and a half ago. We're pushing two years, two years. They don't want it to go away, even though the swamp, they're always saying we can't talk about the election. We must look forward. Right. I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today. Okay. By the way, she actually tweeted once that the 2016 election was stolen by Trump. But now she wants to look totally forward, except when it comes to a certain day in January of 2021. Let's not forget what happened on January 6, 2021, when we saw an insurrection, a mob that was incited by the person who uh, occupied this campus, this facility at that time. And it was an attack on our democracy. Let's not forget, people died that day. All right. You're only going to look forward, right? Hey, who died that day? Ashley Babbitt. And we still have not gotten to the bottom of what happened to her. Well, we saw it. We saw it. 608 days without justice for Ashley Babbitt. We will never forget. Hey, Joe Biden is back at work and it seems kind of weird. I'm not used to seeing him in the White House in in these settings. Uh, Here he was having a cabinet meeting today. And it just seems so out of character. This guy is supposed to be on vacation. He's supposed to be at the beach and hiding in seclusion. And it's probably better off for him and for us. Look at what happened yesterday. You know how much, you know how much I'm going to do for the deficit this year? God bless you all and may God protect our troops. That's gibberish, gibberish. And uh, hey, people are still covering for him. People are still ignoring the obvious failings, both uh, policy wise, governmentally and personally and mentally um, like this person. The Institute for Strategic Dialogue, which tracks hate speech, said after the Biden speech, there was a surge online in conversations that said Biden's remarks singling out MAGA Republicans were interpreted as a declaration of war against conservatives and all the Trump voters. Well, what I would say to that is that this is what this this MAGA agenda has been all about. It's been about distorting the truth. It's been about misleading people. It's been about putting out information that inflames people. And I just encourage people, go to the White House website, whitehouse.gov, and read the speech for yourself. I've read it multiple times, and what I see in this speech, I see words of encouragement. Uh, I see optimism. Wait, wait. I I don't believe her. She read it multiple times, not once, not three or more times. Why would she do that? All right. Why? It makes no sense whatsoever. You got to listen to it once. All right. We know what he said. 
We know what he said about us. We know what he said about half of America. This is a bad president, possibly the worst. Yeah, no, he is the worst. And for you to cover like that, would you that badly need a job? Very strange. Hey, I want to actually mention Jared Kushner's new book, which I'm reading. It's fantastic. Uh, Jared Kushner, Breaking History, a White House Memoir. Uh, I never knew what to make of Jared Kushner, but look, obviously, President Trump, he really likes him. Yes, he's the father-in-law, but he was there at the White House the entire time, uh, had some major successes. And one of the things in his book, what was up with Steve Bannon? Steve Bannon, who I believe is a brilliant man and important in the America First movement, but give him a little bit of power in the White House, and he was leaking like crazy. They couldn't trust him, and they got rid of him pretty fast. I'm, uh, I'm a bit disappointed in him. All right, coming up, these pronouns that they're telling us to use all the time. What if you don't want to use them? What if you say, I'm not doing that? Or what if you say, for religious reasons, I'm not doing that? Well, you could find yourself in trouble and our next guest, or the lawyer for our next guest, certainly did. But ultimately, she was victorious. We'll be right back with her story. These pronouns uh, getting a little carried away, don't you think? Uh, they, them, zeh, her, her. There are all kinds of strange variations. And um, Pamela Ricard, a math teacher in Kansas, well, she refused to call a trans student uh, by these pronouns and by their uh, preferred name. Well, she said it violated her religious beliefs. This happened. Uh, at the school, let's see, the Fort Riley Middle School. The teacher got in trouble. She was suspended for three days in April of 2021. She retired a few months ago. She sued the school and won. Uh, I believe it was a lawsuit. And yes, $95,000 she just settled. And the winning lawyer, her lawyer, is Caleb Dalton, legal counsel at the Alliance for Defending Freedom. Uh, attorney for Kansas school teacher Pamela Ricard. And welcome, sir, and congratulations on your victory. Thanks so much, Greg, for having me on. Appreciate it. You bet. So take us through it. She's in class, and uh, somebody approached her, one of her students, and said what? Well, I think one thing to realize is that we're talking about middle school here, and Pam has been a middle school math teacher for years. She loves all her students, and she has had a few students approach her and ask her to use uh, different sexed pronouns and names to refer to them. Uh, this particular instance wasn't even the students that are approached her. It was a, another staff member. But what the school did was an act of rule that forces teachers to endorse an ideology by using these pronouns and saying, yes, I really believe that even though you say you're, uh, that, that even though you're a boy, I really believe you're a girl. That's lying to students. But what was worse, the school actually forced Pam to lie to parents and deceive them because she wasn't even allowed to tell parents that their students were using this different gender identity while at school. And of course, parents should be directly involved in the upbringing of their children. You know, the most disturbing thing that I just heard from you, <laughs> multiple students were asking for this. And, you know, even in Kansas, Northeastern Kansas, 
you know, they're, they're they're asking. So this is this poison is really pervading everywhere. All right. So she refused and uh, they actually suspended her. Yeah, she what she did actually was attempt to accommodate the student. So she used the student's last name instead of the student's first name. And also wasn't, you know, she was avoiding using the pronoun that the student didn't want to use anymore. So she was accommodating the student. But apparently that wasn't enough for the school, even though at that time they didn't even have a written policy. They suspended her for three days. And then when she came back, they enforced this new parental communications policy. And that's when they started telling Pam and all the rest of the teachers and staff there that they were not allowed to notify parents about how their students, their children were identifying at school. And that's actually one of the things that the judge focused on in this ruling against the school district was that school officials should be working alongside parents, not keeping them in the dark and denying them the ability to know this essential information about their own children. Just to be clear, Fort Riley Middle School is a public school, correct? That's correct. Subject to the First Amendment. Wow. Um, Hey, can I ask you something as a Christian? I'm a Christian. I mean, like I if somebody asked me and I'm not a teacher, if they asked me, you know, I probably would go along with it. I wouldn't want to be forced. And if they were an adult, the our religion doesn't dictate that we not use these pronouns or does it? Well, I think Pam's faith tells her that she can't lie. She can't engage in intentional deception. And that's what the school was requiring her to do here. She was being required to lie to students by telling them and to other teachers and students around who would hear her say she, her to refer to a boy or vice versa. That's not really telling the truth when you know that it's not really true. And then even more than that, she was being forced to keep that information from parents and really to deceive them. And that she couldn't go along with that in good conscience. It violated her faith. I understand. Uh, by the way, she retired in May 2022, just a few months ago. Was that her intention or did this whole kind of, you know, this is probably a traumatic thing. Uh, did she retire prematurely? So she she did want to move to be closer to her grandkids. Uh, I, I can't help but think that the way she was treated by Fort Raleigh Middle School had something to do with an early retirement. But Thankfully, she was able to move to be closer with her grandkids and spend some more time with family. She's actually teaching in another district now uh, and and able to be closer to her grandkids and and spend some time with them. Well, Caleb Dalton, uh, great work. Uh, We can find you at the Alliance Defending Freedom, alliancedefendingfreedom.org. Please give our best to your client, Pamela, and many, many thanks. Thank you. All right. And we'll be right back with uh, General Mark Milley. Could this guy be court-martialed? for his behavior, for the things he's done. Our next guest thinks so. Be right back. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. Uh, Knock yourself out there, Mark Milley. General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. This guy, this guy... Can't believe him. Can't believe he still has a job, especially after Afghanistan, especially after apologizing for being with President Trump. Remember that? We played it earlier in the show. Well, take a look at this. Uh, In the Washington Times just a couple of days ago, why General Mark Milley should be court-martialed, the most egregious examples of treasonous subversion by a commissioned officer since Benedict Arnold? 
by Chris Farrell. Chris is from Judicial Watch. He's also a former U.S. Army counterintelligence officer. Sir, great piece and welcome to Newsmax. How are you? Great to be with you. Thanks very much. So it's music to my ears. I think this guy is uh, the pits, but uh, actually court-martialing him, you think there's enough uh, evidence out there to do that? Make the case if you would. The evidence is there and it's indisputable. A year ago, September 2021, Bob Woodward publishes his book, Peril. And although I find Woodward usually loathsome, nonetheless, he documents uh, Millie's contacts with his uh, communist Chinese counterpart. And he has transcript quotations from Millie that Millie admits to doing. Um, And Millie cooperated with the reporters because he gave them the back and forth transcript with his Chinese counterpart, where he tells the Chinese general, hey, I'll give you a heads up if we're going to attack you. Uh, It's outrageous just to face value. And the fact that he's admitted it a year ago and nothing's been done to him. Uh, Meanwhile, Judicial Watch has gone to court to obtain those same uh, transcripts of that call. And the Pentagon stonewalling us. They forced us in a position to go and sue to get these transcripts of this call, while he simultaneously is cooperating with Woodward, leaking information out and assisting these guys in writing a book that you know attempts to make him look like he's some kind of hero. That's compounded by another book coming out at the end of this month, uh, where there's even worse uh, actions on Billy's part more reckless behavior, where he's insubordinate to the president, uses grossly foul language to defy him, and then threatens his staff and says, well, if you want to court-martial me, go ahead. The stuff he's done is so far off the scale. Uh, An Article 32 hearing should be uh, impaneled. If the the threshold is met, he should be court-martialed. Uh, I think you're on to something here. Uh, by the way, I'll point out that the insubordination, which I do believe he's guilty of, I think he never really told off President Trump to his face. He was always kind of uh, trying to trip him up behind the scenes. And he wrote that nasty yeah. letter, uh, but I, didn't have the nerve to send it, right? I agree. He was very cowardly in that regard because he'd smile to the president and make assurances to him but then run around and connive and, and double deal and backstab them. You know, in this latest book, they produce a draft letter of resignation that Millie never signed and never submitted. This is the kind this is how two-faced and conniving this guy is. Right. He gives the authors a draft letter that condemns Trump, is full of all kinds of vitriol. But in fact, Millie never had the spine or the guts to actually sign it and submit it. But he puts it in a book to try to make himself look like a hero. This is really loathsome, cowardly behavior. The worst, uh, that apology, I wish Donald Trump had fired him on the spot for that. Let me ask you something, though. Um, Let's say Donald Trump comes back as president. Milley will, in one way or the other, be long gone. He'll have retired or fired or whatever. Is there a mechanism, and I only have a few seconds, where he could be recalled to active duty for punitive measures? I've heard of that happening before. There is a mechanism for that to happen, uh, or I could be wrong. No. In essence, general officers never really retire. They retire for pay purposes, and they go off and play golf. 
But general officers are always subject to recall. So that wow. could be done. Chris Farrell, Director of Investigations and Research for Judicial Watch and a former U.S. Army counterintelligence officer. Sir, many, many thanks. To be continued, okay? Great to be with you. Thank you. You bet. We'll be right back. Thank you so much. Good to be back. Uh, see you tomorrow.